This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I had to buy the wife a new whip this weekend. I, well, I, didn't, I didn't have to. She needed Oh, she needed. she needed a new whip. Okay. She needed a new whip, man. Money GQ in the building? Nah, in debt GQ, loan. <laughs> <laughs> no down payment, bitch. No down payment. Damn. This Those is, monthlies um, are going to be heavy. What'd she get? An infinity truck, man. Oh, damn. Ooh. Mama GQ is balling. Mama GQ is balling. She tried to con me into getting one. I was like, nope. I'm the type of dude, like, I will ride a vehicle into the dirt. Like, I don't yeah. care. Like, yeah. you know, like, I want a new one. Like, who doesn't want a new car, right? Like, if, if you can just get one, but, yeah. you know, like. Nah, man, I can't do that. But I say all that to say. Nah, I feel that. I say all that to say you'll be you'll be in these shoes very soon, my friend, where uh, uh. where your significant other's just like ah, I need it. <laughs> you know the I, the boys. I need more space. I need more space. Yeah, yeah. yeah man, we got to make a lot more shows so I can pay for some of this shit that. Uh, I got you, bro. Don't worry. Do, Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm, I'm still, gotta... I'm still, you know, unmarried, live my best life. I'm not quite there yet. So, you know, we can share these moments together. And then when it comes on the other side, you can make fun of me. It's, it'll be a great time. Don't worry about it. But the shows, they got to keep rolling on. So did you see that uh, Marshawn Lynch was trending yesterday and they were showing like um, the soccer, like he was on the soccer field, I guess. Um, nah, and he looked like he that. was like, yeah, man, Money Lynch was trending, man. Beast Jeez. mode was trending because, I mean, I'm assuming this clip is new, right? Where he's running on the field, takes the red card, runs the ball through the yeah. net. Like you haven't, you haven't seen yeah. that? No, see, I've seen the clip, but but it's funny. I didn't see him trending yesterday, uh, but I have seen that soccer clip. You know, he runs on the on the field and stuff, and he's 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 money Lynch. That's what he's doing, man. He's he's being himself. And there's one thing I can appreciate being on the Black Box show where this is raw, this is real. That that is who Money Lynch is, man. Marshawn Lynch, one of the realest dudes out there, living his uh, life right now. Yeah, man, and that's that's what we that's what we we've aimed to do in the two well now three episodes um, yes, that the black box show has been here is just authentic conversation, you know, no holds bar, real talk, and uh, you know we talked a couple of uh, I think it was last show or maybe the show before about like Mount Rushmore of athletes and and why certain players were on the list and we got a lot of feedback right a lot of people were like oh my god how could you not have Muhammad Ali on the list or how could you not have Michael Phelps or how could you not have these soccer players or tennis players and the and the reality is 
Like we talked about all of those dudes before we jumped on the mic, right? Like I, I considered putting a boxer and I considered putting Michael Phelps in. I asked you, do you think Messi or Ronaldo should be in there? But, um, you know, there, there are so many just different athletes around the world that uh, affect us and impact us. And I think the feedback from that show just goes to show how far wide of a reach sport has mm-hmm. for people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like absolutely. It, in this in this pandemic filled, you know, year and a half that we've had, you know, what was it that people were like thirsting for, you know, going into the fall? It was sports. Yeah. People wanted to see football. People wanted to see basketball. Are we gonna have the NBA playoffs? Like I just I wanna see something on TV. And I just think the power of sport is just so it's it. I, I see it with my kid, you know, my four-year-old, and, and just starting t-ball and just watching these these kids play together and learn, you know, to follow directions, to learn uh, teamwork, learning about you know how to play the game of baseball in its infancy stages. There's just something beautiful about sports, man. Yeah, and I think um, to kind of circle back to your original point, and both of us being massive sports fans, like to not have the NBA or even for me, man, like I don't watch the NHL, but even to not have that just as something to watch, baseball over the summers, things getting delayed. Um, life was already at such a dark place when you talk about you know mental health and people losing their jobs, the economy really taking a bad turn. Sports is one of those things that's always been an escape. And um, one of the key moments in my life that I don't remember as much because I was very young, but going back to 9-11, and I remember people talking about Mike Piazza's home run at, um, I think, believe it was still Shea Stadium back then for the Mets and what it meant to not just the city of New York to uplift all these people um, as just a sign that there was some sense of normalcy and the way that people clamor to sports and gravitate to it for the stories, memories, um, like you're talking about team building sports. uh, We saw another really monumental moment this past week at the Masters. Uh, For people who don't watch golf. The winner of the Masters this year was Hideki Matsuyama. He's a Japanese player and he was the first Japanese male to ever win the Masters. And in the Masters history, you know, it's predominantly white males, you know, other than Tiger Woods and a few other guys in between. It's it's really just white males. Um, they masters in golf in general has not adopted to these new culture of athletes and how diverse it is. We see it across golf now, but back then, like something like this, like a Japanese player winning the masters was completely unheard of due to lack of talent, lack of resources. But what he means to the country of Japan is just it's all I almost can't even explain what it must be like because I'm not Japanese. I don't know what that's what that's like, but I would compare it to the Raptors winning the NBA championship. Um, I was mm. someone who lived in Toronto and I knew that for eight years, the, the city, the country was starving for a championship. We had a pretty good team. We went all in, but to see the actual result, we're talking a parade that was over five hours long to go a 10 minute drive. Like, it was supposed to end, I believe, at one o'clock and it ended at four. Drake was there. Like, it was just such a massive moment, not just for the city of Toronto, but for the country of Canada. And I can only compare it to that 
to think about in Japan, they must be going crazy. Like they love golf there. They have super extravagant golf courses. They're going to have a statue built of Hideki Matsuyama for what he did and just how well he played that golf course. Augusta National is known as one of the toughest golf courses in the world. People play there year after year and some find success, some don't. It varies every single year. Um, but to dominate like he did in the second half, uh, mainly in the end of the third round, going into the fourth round, he completely took over the tournament. And uh, what it means just to, to people in Japan and, and maybe as well for Asians and the influence he may have on future generations, I can't even imagine what it must feel like to see someone like that from your home country uh, win a Masters championship for the first time. Yeah, man. And, you know, I, I consider myself well-versed in the sports world. And until you told me about it, like I had no clue. And maybe that was just uh, a product of what I had going on in my personal life during that time where I wasn't just tapped into to the Masters, to the Masters tournament as, you know, normally I'm one of those fair weather golf fans, man. Like I'm not watching the random PGA tour events, but like the big things like the masters U S open, like I, I try to tap in and pay attention to see who's winning. And I, I'm from Vegas. I like to gamble too. So I want to throw a couple of dollars down, but it's interesting that you bring that up about this particular player, because honestly, I haven't seen anything here in Texas in the news, like on, on TV about it. Yeah. And I wonder if that's because he's not American. And for us, you know, like, I, and I'm just throwing that out there to you. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that it was big news, like the day after it happened and maybe the, the day after that. But I've seen nothing about him, his story. I'm not seeing specials run on ESPN about him. And maybe I'm just a week too late, but was there a lot of fanfare or attention surrounding him in that victory? You know, not just right after the after the win, but a couple of days after that. Like I, I've heard nothing about it. And I just wonder, you know, here in the good old US of A, if it, if it's not one of our own, you know. Do, is it is it diminished to a certain degree? And I'm not trying to say that he's not. Uh, of course, he's American as well. But you get what I'm saying, right? Like, it's not, you know, the white male establishment that is 99.9% of golf is white males is is there a reason why we haven't seen it or have I just been under a rock? I honestly think it's a it's a few different things, right? Like obviously golf is, um, it's an older generation type of sport. Like you don't see a lot of young people um, playing golf, enjoying golf. Like even for me, I got into golf you know, at a young age, but it kind of left me a little bit. And as I got a little bit older, it's one of those sports that's extremely challenging. And that's kind of what drew me to it, like drew me back to it. Um, but to talk to Matsuyama's point, like he's a Japanese born player. So he's actually like native from Japan. But like you said, I don't think many people would care for one. Um, it's a big story. It's a big deal. The Masters is the biggest tournament of the year, but it's also such a small consumer base that actually consume golf. Like it was a massive story. I'd imagine, um, on Monday, I know SVP is a massive golf fan, uh, Scott Van Pelt. So I'm sure that he talked about it on his show that night. Uh, but beyond that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was kind of just an afterthought, like even for us, we're, 
knee deep in the NFL draft. And, you know, like we don't concern ourselves that much with golf, but it was a very big moment for Japan, uh, for Japanese people. But I could see how stateside, it would be kind of an afterthought, you know, by Tuesday and, and by Wednesday, the story would be pretty much over. You know, Matsuyama, the first Masters um, male player to win the Masters. And that's it. You know, you have your headline, you got your picture with him with his arms raised in the air, which yeah. is awesome. Uh, but I could see how beyond the Asian community, you could just kind of fall by the wayside, unfortunately. And, and, you know, that's just the society we live in. People like certain sports and golf isn't one of those, you know, major four by any stretch. And I think it's probably, you know, five, six or seven in terms of popularity, especially amongst the younger generation. Yeah, man, that's, um, you know, it's 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 unfortunate that maybe I don't know enough about the sport or wasn't in tune to it because it is a monumental moment. It's a, it's a key historical sports event yeah. period. Right. And I know that his family and his country and everybody who was cheering for him from Japan probably are still over the moon about that accomplishment and how special that was to him or is to all of them and to the young kids who look up to him, who aspire to be, like him because we've had those moments, right? As as black males, you know, Tiger Woods winning. Like eh, every damn black person thought we could all golf. Like we all went out and bought clubs, and now we want to get on the golf course because of Tiger Woods. So I think that that moment for for him, for his family, for his country, is extremely awesome. It's it's something that you know it's history, and it's just unfortunate that. Here I am stateside, and honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm not even joking, man. I, outside of the next day, I haven't seen anything about it, haven't heard about it. I mean, we're still talking about Tom Brady getting tattoos and Bruce Arians getting a tattoo after the Super Bowl, and that was in February. And then this individual wins the, the biggest golf tournament of the year, and it's out of sight, out of mind. Uh, and, and you're right. We are consumed with with NFL draft season right now. And I think, uh, you know, staying on the same theme. I mean, we, we're seeing all of this noise around Justin Fields and his inability to process <laughs> his inability to play the quarterback position. Right. You know, no one's questioning anybody else. But Justin Fields, a player who from high school is literally 247sports.com has him as one of the greatest high school prospects of all time right there with Trevor Lawrence right there with some of the other greats and we've never heard anything about this this kid's mental makeup his his drive his want his determination the grit and literally days before the NFL draft now all the questions about Justin Fields uh, ability to play the quarterback position comes to fruition. And it's just one of those things where uh, I think we see this a little more often than we would like to with black quarterbacks entering the NFL. And I understand that it's not every single year, but it's more years than it needs to happen, which these quarterbacks are questioned. You know, Lamar Jackson, does he have the, the mental capacity to play the quarterback position? We're seeing it now with Justin Fields. Jalen Hurts starts four games for the Eagles and, oh, he stinks. He, 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 you know, he, he didn't play well in two of those four games. So we need to find another quarterback. It's just so funny that, you know, everybody, the sports fan, wants to talk about how the NFL is changing and evolving and we need these dual threat quarterbacks 
And majority of these dual threat quarterbacks are black athletes. But then when they're getting ready to come into the draft, it's all these questions about their their IQ and football ability and drive and want to. It's just a narrative that for me, I'm just so sick of having to talk about and discuss time and time again. You know, it's it's ridiculous, man. And I think um, to kind of talk about that even further, I, the the most troubling part of all of it really is that it's not like anything happened. Um, and you've heard this from a few different people out there in the media to say, you know, he finished playing in January. So what exactly changed from January to April that all of a sudden he can't process? All of a sudden he's not a good leader. All of a sudden he's not a good teammate. He's, you know, not in the, in the gym early. All these things that all I've heard about Justin Fields is what a great teammate, player, leader, and you see that all on the field. If you watch the tape, you say, yup, he's going through his reads. He's doing an excellent job. And like you said, he's one of the best quarterback prospects ever. But what is it with these, you know, black quarterbacks? Um, is it that they don't fit that cookie cutter mold in a lot of ways? Maybe. And, and I think, like you said, the NFL just isn't changing fast enough, or at least the personnel is changing faster than the mentality, which is the ultimate issue, right? These, these black athletes in a lot of ways are getting stigmatized before they're seen on the field. And uh, to kind of talk about another prospect as well is uh, Trey Lance, another black quarterback who coming out of high school was not viewed as a full-blown quarterback. They wanted him to be an athlete. They thought he could potentially be a linebacker because he was a big, big guy. I believe he was 6'3", 240, but he wants to play quarterback. His dad, uh, a former uh, college football player wanted him to play quarterback. That's what he learned to play. That's what he wanted to play. And if North Dakota state, they gave him that chance, but university of Minnesota wouldn't give him that chance. And I'm just imagining Trey Lance to Rashad Bateman. Like think about that connection. If that actually happened, uh, it's just, it's unfortunate to see these types of things from these black quarterbacks because they did nothing to deserve it. And a lot of these guys, you hear great things from within their institutions and as well coming up through the ranks from a lot of them. And it just doesn't make sense as to yeah. why at this last moment, right before they're supposed to get their money, their characters being questioned, their drives being questioned, their will, their ability to play. And, and, and see, for me, the, the the issue with all of it, right, because a lot of people, I've, I've been very vocal on Twitter about how yeah. I feel about this conversation. And a lot of people have come back to say, well, this is just smoke screens by teams to push him down so they can draft him. And I think there's a far more insidious consequence to that sort of thinking mm -hmm. it that line of thinking implies that it's okay to to bash the character of an individual now it's not okay to just frivolously bash the character of anybody i don't care what race you are what color you are what gender you are you just don't do that for no reason like maliciously with no sort of basis behind it right yeah but when you're when you're when you're doing that and saying oh it's just a smokescreen in order to push push him down for the team that really wants to draft him. Well, it sets the precedent moving forward for other black quarterbacks to come after him that they're going to have to two-face the same type of situation in those same circumstances. And that therein lies the problem for me. And you hit you you hit a very key point. Justin Fields hasn't done anything. Like he hasn't been uh, arrested for anything. He hasn't been caught smoking weed. He hasn't he hasn't done anything besides do what everybody else has done at this stage of their NFL draft process, you know, is compete and answer the questions of the NFL evaluator. So 
grade him and judge him on the merits. You've got all these people, talking heads coming out saying one day they heard from a source and then the very next day they backtrack and say, well, I didn't vet the source out well enough. And in fact, that wasn't true. Um, it, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I don't even know if it's so much of the, the, I don't know if it's an NFL issue or if it's a fan media issue. I think the bigger part of the problem is people don't want to listen. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. everybody just wants to fire off their take and here's how I feel about it, where if we really had a conversation of why this is inappropriate, why this shouldn't be happening without merit behind it, then it then what are we really talking about? You know, like we should be able to listen to the reasoning why this is the reasons why this is so damn frustrating to have happen every single year. And, you know, we saw the disgusting uh, April Fool's joke in air quotes of Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, somebody, you know, photo imposed uh, TMZ and Fake captions uh, Lamar and all Jackson. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Lamar Jackson arrested. And then the, the picture they use, he's got jewelry on. He's got a bandana on to imply that he's a thug yeah, or whatever the case may be. To personify him a certain way. Right. And that's which, that's a which big is, issue. Well, it's bullshit, man. Like uh, right now, dude, I got tattoos all over my arm, wrist, legs, chest, full back tattooed. And I work in corporate America. Uh, I work with with people who are very, very wealthy and in the know in the Dallas space. And if I were judged off of just how I look, like how would that that would impact me and my family and my children when the reality is I, I sit here and I talk to you. I've got not one, not two, but three degrees, two law degrees. Like it's stop judging me because of how I look, because I wear a backwards hat, because I have tattoos, because I wear jewelry. That makes me a thug when Lamar Jackson has done nothing but good for his community back home in Florida and his community in Baltimore, when Russell Wilson has done nothing but good for the people of Seattle, when Jalen Hurts, I saw something tweeted out today about what Jalen Hurts did with his first like NFL money, and he gave $60,000 to charity. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, I don't, I don't understand why the color of skin at a particular position because they don't do this with 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 cornerbacks no one's questioning no, jc horn's intellect no one's questioning Najee harris's intellect he gets up there you know we, we talked about marshawn lynch at the beginning of the show is hood as they come straight from the projects of oakland right product of oakland and people love him right no one's no one's questioning questioning him but at the quarterback position whatever reason it matters for whatever reason, the face of the franchise has to be clean cut and has to look like this and, and carry themselves in a particular way that makes somebody else feel comfortable, not necessarily the player. And to me, that's that's just BS, man. And that is what is frustrating about having to have this type of conversation with a young man who's not done anything wrong and all he's trying to do is live out and fulfill his dream. If you don't like Justin Fields because of how he plays on the field, that's one thing. That's one thing. But to assassinate his character with baseless, insidious, and malicious attacks that are unfounded is dead.
Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. That's wrong. Yeah, and I th- and I think to your point, the p- biggest problem for me is that, and we talk about this a lot, is the media just runs with these narratives, these these unknown sources, these you know people that just spew this information seemingly out of nowhere, like you said, to literally hurt this guy's draft stock, character assassinate him, do all these things that are completely untrue. But the problem is, is that people like people actually do gravitate to that information. They take it as fact because these people are influential in the industry. These people are well-known. Like you said, they're talking heads. And that, that to me is, is probably the most disgusting of all because then you get fan bases, you get people coming after these guys in their DMs, uh, in their mentions, talking all kinds of shit. For what? They didn't deserve any of this. Anything that comes their way should be judged solely on what they do on the field. And you and I have talked about this a lot. Imagine what it would be like to be a professional athlete in today's society. The pressures you are already in to provide for your family. We've talked about what sports can mean to change um, your culture, your, your race, whatever, that type of demographics life and uplift them. But now talking about people who are trying to get out of a situation, they go, they get a scholarship. There's all that pressure to make it to that next level. And they're being put down for something that could be completely false. No one's talked to them. No one said anything to them. Then people are saying things in their DMs, telling them they suck, all these things. But this is just widely accepted in society. And, and for me, it's just like, why? why? Like, why is that okay? And I know even for you, you've talked to me and saying, you know, I don't like to talk shit about players. If I'm going to talk about them, it's going to be about their play on the field, like you already mentioned in this episode. So why is it okay that we can yeah. just talk about, oh, you did this or you did that or, or whatever? Like, people just spew all kinds of shit. And, you, and to think that that wouldn't weigh on a player... You know, we talk about with women as well, the same type of things in their mentions, in their DMs, all this stuff, as much as we try to avoid it, we need to understand that this is something that is a, an actual problem in our society. Like it's a, it's a legitimate problem and we need to find ways yeah. to uplift everyone to not be so negative and not attack people personally. It should be about what you do for your job in your everyday life, like what you do in your own time. I don't care about that. For the most part, like within reason, right? If you're a good person and I have no reason to believe otherwise, then then why are we why are we coming after someone like Justin Fields? And like you said, man, this legitimately could tank his draft stock for seemingly no reason at all. And the media just runs with it. They don't care. They need something yeah, to talk about. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I don't I don't think it's gonna. I don't believe it will tank 
his draft stock. I don't. But what it can do is have a negative impact and a ripple effect for other black quarterbacks coming on after him. That's what that is what is most concerning about it. And to your point, imagining what it's like to be a professional athlete in in the mentions that they get. Part of me is kind of like, okay, if I was doing a crappy job at my job and somebody was like, dude, that dude stinks. Like in my performance was not up to snuff. That's one thing. Yeah. I deserve the criticism, right? But if if you haven't done anything or you, you just don't know the circumstances surrounding it, but that's the that's to me, that's part of the gift and the curse of being a celebrity. That's a gift and a curse of being a, a public per- person. For right? Sure. You you have you're letting people into your lives. You're letting people into you. And even with this show, like I look at some of the comments sometimes and I'm like, damn, that's pretty harsh. Like that, you know. I'm still going to continue to do my thing, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't look at it or, uh, you know, to a certain degree, internalize some of the negative feedback that I've gotten, that we've gotten, that you've gotten. And a part of that just comes with the territory. If you don't want to have people critiquing you and your life and what you do and how you say it, then don't open yourself up to it. That's one side of the coin. But I flipped that back to say, just because I do that, it doesn't mean that I should have to accept that. And there are times where I'm like, Hey, back the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's, there's only so much that you can do over the computer screen. And most of the cats that have this chest out bravado keyboard warriors, they wouldn't say that same stuff if they were face to face with an athlete or face to face with me or face to face with you. Like they just, it wouldn't happen. So I find solace in that, that, you know, most people don't really want that smoke, man. And I think that players like Justin Fields and players like uh, any professional athlete, part of them, yeah, there's there's times where they could get sensitive. We've seen Kevin Durant get pretty damn sensitive here recently with Michael Rappaport. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, they're probably like, you know, who would really say that to Marshawn Lynch's face? Not yep, me. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no I'm way. not going to do that. So it's just one of those things where I just, I I wish and I hear you, um, but that's not the way the world is, man. The world is nasty. Like the world is nasty. It's not going to be pie in the sky, roses, kumbaya, sing around a campfire. So I think the best thing uh, that we can do in Justin Fields is continue to press on. Let, Let everybody else do the fight for him. Let, let people like us, let people like, you know, you know, whatever Shannon Sharp or whomever it is come to come to that defense of the player. And we just continue to push forward because we're going to get bad feedback. There's so many shows that we do and people say we suck. What, yeah. you know, this is terrible content. Like we can't stop doing what we're doing. We just have to continue to press forward. So I hope that Justin Fields and other young black quarterbacks, other Japanese golfers, other whomever it is, continue to to fade sort of that that negativity and continue to push forward and onward because the reality is the privileges that are given in this world, in this country, the the hardships that some of us face because of the color of our skin, the privileges that are given because of the color of skin, you know, that literally is the only thing that none of us had any choice over, like nobody. 
Like we didn't ask to be black. You didn't, you know, somebody didn't ask to be white. It's you have privilege or disadvantage. And it simply, it, it comes from the one thing that we had nothing to do with. And that's the color of our skin. And it's just, it's crazy to me when you really like strip it all down. And if you peel the layers back, man, we are the same. Yeah. Like we're all the same. But but this, the melanin in my skin, the 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 whatever that makes black people different from white, Asians different from Hispanics, you know, that's what we fight and be so damn divisive over. And it's just it's wild to me. It's it's absolutely mind blowing to me because there truly are good people everywhere, yeah. man. Like everywhere. And it's unfortunate that the small minority of just ridiculous idiots capture the collective unit of a whole. And I don't think that's true. I don't think that's fair, but that's what. Yeah. And I think you said it before, man, we all bleed the same blood. Um, and at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. No matter where you come from or where you are, we're, we all bleed the same blood. Um, but for whatever reason, that divide is still there. It, it's probably always going to be there, but we're just here to, you know, shed some light on that, spread that positive message. Um, and if Justin Fields does see this for some reason, like Justin, we're here for you, bro. Future black quarterbacks, we're here for you because what's, what's being done to you, it's not fair. It's not fair. And we all bleed the same blood. And, you know, I, I wish that we could see more equality if no matter if you're an Asian quarterback, if you're, you know, a Mexican quarterback, I just hope that in the future, there is a time when it's closer to equal than it is right now. I can assure you, Justin Fields is not watching. The you Black never Black know. I can you assure, never I can almost, know, man. I can almost, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll I tag him. I'll DM. You. I'll be like, Justin, we talking about you, bro. We here for you. This is the black box. Hey, Listen, Fields, don't waste time, brother. Go go prepare Please. to be a top pick in the NFL draft. Don't worry about it. Black Box will be here. We'll continue to be here. You go prepare. Justin Fields ain't checking out episode three of the show. So I wanted to tweet this out because it seems like right now the new wave, like badge of honor to show you I did it is to tweet pictures or post pictures of your COVID vaccination shot, <laughs> right? Like that's the... That's the new fucking thing for whatever reason. And you and I have had this conversation. Yeah. I, I want to know, I, everybody's talking about their shot. Oh, I got my first dose, my second dose. I'm trying to find the people out there who haven't gotten any. And does that make that individual bad, good? Does it matter? Because I just personally, I'm just like, yo. Oh, yeah. How? How, how did they create this so fast? Yeah. Um, are there, are there long-term effects? Like, should we be rushing to just go get these shots? Mm -hmm. And I mean, if I've never been sick, if I've never had it or hell, if I did have yeah, it, you thought you had it, I didn't die. I, I, I'm i pretty damn sure I had it at one point, but you know, neither here nor there. I'm still here. Like what, what is your stance on COVID vaccinations? And are there any concerns about taking this shot that literally the other day, they're like, oh, you might need a third one in six months. I mean, so let's start with, I am not a doctor. I'm not a science professional, okay? <laughs> but I do have a degree in biochemistry. So 
maybe there's a little trust factor. That means there. absolutely nothing. No, that that means, that means it means a little nothing. bit. It means I was forced to learn about the human body, and I remember some of it. So. To educate you, I learned. I learned about the human body. Bit. I learned about the human yeah, body. Yeah, I know you had sex. Okay, that's that's great. Thank you, superstar, sports Lock, athlete. Yes. We know that you don't know anything with your vaccine t- with your vaccine talk right now. So, to people who don't know what a vaccine is, a vaccine is when they use genetic information from that creates antibodies in the body. What they do with that information is they inject it into you. What your body does is it recognizes that genetic code. And then it's like, oh, shit, it's here, the virus. But hold up, wait a minute. The virus isn't actually active, so it's not actually going to do anything to you. What the whole reason why the vaccine is important is that it recognizes the virus itself within your body, an inactive form. Sometimes it's the whole virus in one. Sometimes it's in pieces. It depends on the virus and all these things. This is how a flu shot works. So you know that thing that people push on you every year to get so you don't get sick? It's no different. The flu shot and the COVID vaccine are basically the same thing. So to say that you would get a flu shot and you wouldn't get a vaccine or you would get a vaccine, you wouldn't get a flu shot. It's kind of pointless to say you would get one and not the other because they're basically the same. Okay. What if I don't, what if I don't get the flu shot? That's okay. And the reason why the flu shot is kind of stupid in my opinion is that people don't know that the flu shot is a guess. There is, I believe 22 strains of, of, um, the flu virus influenza and the world health organization what do they do they guess as to what strain is going to be most prevalent in that region of time during the year so you may get a flu shot and they may guess wrong and you still get sick it's just so it's just reality of life but to go back to covid covid has been around for a long time this is covid 19 mm-hmm. it's not covid number one it's COVID-19. So the same way there's influenza H1N1 and H726 or whatever the hell it is, how many they got, it's COVID-19. So it's a new strand of coronavirus, but coronavirus has been around for a long time. I believe that Moderna has been working on a COVID vaccine since 2013. So think about that for a second. While it wasn't prevalent in 2018, they were still working on it because, you know, they've seen the effects of coronavirus. They know how it can be deadly. They understand the respiratory implications of it because it's been around for a long time, but it wasn't a big deal until 2019, 2020, and now, of course, 2021. That's one of the reasons why this, this vaccine came about so quickly, because they already had an understanding of the, of the COVID virus, just like they have an understanding of the flu viruses whenever they arise each and every year. And as well, these new strains, they keep popping up, they keep mutating. But it's important to get your shot for two reasons. The same reason you wear a mask is to protect other people and protect yourself. While you may see there's harm in getting the vaccine, you're also helping other people as well. Because if you get sick and you spread it to other people, you're not doing any good to make the world a better place. If you don't believe in it, well, that's a different story. But if you believe in coronavirus, you should probably get the vaccine to protect your family and other people. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying you got to get I it right away. I never said but I'm wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, I've never said that I didn't believe in it. I 100 percent believe in it. I had the damn thing. I, I know I had it. I tested negative, but damn it, I had it. I wear a mask. I live in Texas. 
No one wears a mask here. Nobody. Yeah, I had one on today. I was in I was in Cavender's boot store looking for a cowboy hat. And I was the only person in there who was black. And I was also the only person in there with a mask that just happened to be black. So it was like triple black going down in Cavender's boots. Nobody had a mask on. I wear a mask. I didn't say that I didn't get the vaccine. I just asked the yeah. question. If I don't post it, like clearly if you don't post it, you didn't get it. But I'm just I'm just asking the question to figure out is this is shit. Will I be stoned in public? Will I be guilt tripped as you just did? If I don't take it, I've done a horrible job at protecting myself and the world and the family. If I don't get this vaccine that they just whipped up in the microwave a couple of months ago and say, here you go, it's ready to go. I just, I'm just asking the question. I think the funny answer is that for you, because of what you just described, probably not. You know, how many people are just going to say, screw it. I'm not getting the vaccine. I don't wear a mask. I don't care. Like you said, you live in Texas. They don't wear masks. They don't care. Everything's open. Where I live, everything's shut down. The variant's going crazy. We can't even get vaccines because it's so bad. And, you know, our government isn't the best. But, you know, in the public, will you get shunned? Oh, hell yeah. You know, if you put it out there. But you're a smart guy. You don't got to put it out there. You don't got to say you didn't get it. Doesn't mean you're not going to get it. I would recommend, you know, to anyone out there, get it because it it does protect you. It does protect other people. It is not going to give you coronavirus. All it does is it introduces the virus to your body so your body can defend itself in the instance that you do get exposed to the virus. That is the best way to put it. That's why you should get it. You're protecting your body, protecting your family, you're protecting everybody else. It's just important. What you choose to do, it's up to you. I wouldn't even post it. That's just not my style. You know, I don't got to flex that I got the virus. I don't got the vaccine. It's just not, not who I am. But, you know, people want to say, I got it. So you should get it type of thing. And, you know, that's cool. It's good. You know, if you believe yeah. in it, that's that's good, right? I'm, I don't I don't disagree with that, but I probably wouldn't do it myself. Well, there you go. You heard it first from Dr. Richards. Yes, sir. Do your part. Get your vaccine shot. Make sure you stay safe. Continue to wear a mask. Or you could just move to Texas. We out of this thing. What a long tangent on vaccines. I was like, I went for it. I was like, This is it. You guys need to know this stuff. I need to, people need to know if they're going to watch to the end, I'm going to get some information out of it.